Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God inspiring our meditation this evening is found in the Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is the word of our Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it can be easy to feel sometimes that being a Christian and maybe especially a confessional Lutheran Christian, puts you at a disadvantage. The corners others are able to cut to get ahead, we cannot. Sunday mornings aren't free to us for leisure, sports, mimosas, or just sleeping in. Convenient compromises of moral principles and biblical truths that others make with ease simply aren't options for us. And of course, the difficulties and troubles that come to us just for bearing Christ's name and following his path, just as Jesus and the apostles warned us they would come, those are things that unbelievers don't suffer and things we would just as soon avoid. Of course, we as believers gladly accept and deal with all the pains and problems that come with being a Christian because we recognize them as as short-term hardships that are far outweighed by the long-term benefits of of belonging to Jesus through faith and and gaining eternal life in heaven because of Him. As Paul told the Corinthians, we are not discouraged, but even if our outer self is wasting away, yet our inner self is being renewed day by day. Yes, our momentary light trouble produces for us an eternal weight of glory that is far beyond any comparison. We are, not, we are not focusing on what is seen, but on what is not seen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. But paradise, eventually, is far from the only advantage that comes with being Christians. We, we have the privilege and power of prayer. We have God's promises to always take care of us. We have wisdom and guidance in the Word of God. We have confidence in the truths that He teaches us, and, and we understand the world and our place in it better than anyone else because the One who created all things and rules the universe has revealed to us our origins, our destinies, the human heart, and and how things work while we live our lives on this earth. Now those, those are all advantages that have always belonged to all believers in Christ, no matter when or where they have lived. But there are also advantages that are attached to certain traditions, groups, cultures, within Christianity. Much of what we hold dear as confessional Lutherans, like the liturgy, the the church year, and and the solidity and seriousness of our theology can be considered such advantages. And so, too, 
our observance of Advent. If you grew up in the church, chances are Advent registered with you just as the weeks of preparation before the big deal that is Christmas. You might have seen Advent as something on the calendar that just is, but Christmas is the celebration that really matters and as the only thing really worth thinking about at this time of year. Of course, our society doesn't help with this. If the culture tells us anything about Advent, it's only as a, a chance to, to count down to Christmas, maybe with a special calendar that dispenses treats like chocolate each day of the way. But Advent is a lot more than just pre-Christmas. It is a time of preparation, but its focus is not on, on shopping or, or wrapping or party planning. It's about preparing our hearts and ordering our lives to welcome our Savior. And Advent is not just waiting to celebrate. It is a time itself for rejoicing. Because the message that echoes through it, beginning to end, is that the Lord is near. Now let's first consider the advantage that Advent gives us as we look at and deal with the elephant in the room, what's just around the corner, and already filling out to-do lists, playlists, and checklists. Christmas. Or, as we might otherwise put it, the celebration of Christ's first coming. Because Advent prepares our hearts and focuses on the spiritual and eternal significance of Jesus' birth, we, as believers, are able to step off the merry-go-round of, of Christmas craziness that our culture encourages. Instead of leaving gratitude behind with the last holiday, you know, at the end of November, we can give thanks through all of December for all of God's gifts, not just the things that we receive on the 25th. Instead of pouring our hearts into letters to Santa, or cataloging our desires and wish lists to share with our families, we know that we have the privilege of taking every need and concern straight to our Heavenly Father in prayer. And we can be confident that He exists, that He hears, and that He answers, and answers with love and powerful generosity. He doesn't even have to worry about a budget when he decides what he is going to give us to bring us joy. Of course, most of all, instead of stress, worry, and fear, a proper advent fills us with peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Because we never have to wonder what we are getting for Christmas or how we'll, we will afford it. We are getting the greatest gift of all. Full salvation from sin, death, and hell through the sacrifice of the Son of God who is the babe born in Bethlehem, the, the righteous branch from David's line who establishes justice and righteousness on the earth and, and saves God's people. And because the salvation that the Christ child brings is a gift, there is no cost to us, and there is nothing that we can or should offer to God in order to gain it, because He's already 
given it. Yes, as we deserve none of this. We deserve nothing from God because we are sinners and disobedient children. But we don't claim this gift of a Savior, this gift of redemption. We don't claim it because we are worthy. We claim it because the Lord is full of grace and love and has told us it is ours. Knowing what Jesus came to earth to do and to give us means that everything, everything that could possibly disturb or or destroy us has been dealt with once and for all by our Savior and there is no longer anything for us to worry about. So we can be at peace about everything during this season that is so often, for so many, filled with so much anxiety, and especially so this year. We can shrug off that driver who cuts in to take the parking space we were waiting for. We can be thankful for the opportunity and the resources to be able to buy gifts for loved ones and not stress over finding the fastest checkout line this season's hottest game or toy, or that perfect gift that will express everything we want to say. We can be gentle when others are harsh. We can be patient when others are losing control. And we can be generous when others are selfish. Advent gives us this perspective on the celebration because we remember that we are celebrating the coming of our Savior and King who has done all things well, made all things right for us, and has made us righteous. But the advantage of Advent is not just in dealing with Christmas. It is also in the way that it helps us to look at and deal with Christ's second coming. As Paul reminds us in our text, the fact that the Lord is near, He is coming soon. That fact helps us to set aside worry and instead give all of our concerns over to God, knowing not only that He has everything under control, but also that He is controlling everything for our eternal good. We understand that as Christ's coming comes ever nearer, the world will become ever more evil and troubled. Wars, rumors of wars. Unrest, injustice, anger, abuse, persecution, immorality, uncertainty, violence. These, Jesus has told us, are signs of the end. And and they have been with us since he ascended into heaven. But as awful as they are to experience, they are also signals that all evil and injustice, all immorality and persecution, all trouble and pain will soon be ended by the one who hates these things immeasurably more than we do. When Christ returns, he will judge the world And who and what is ungodly will be consigned to hell forever, and his faithful will join him in paradise forever. So when we see and are disturbed by troubles in the world, we recognize them for what they are, 
But those outside the faith, and even those Christians who have not paid attention and prepared as they should, they also see them and suffer from them, yet they do not and cannot respond well. They do not have peace. They do not have perspective. They do not have certainty. They have fear. They have anxiety. We have an Advent advantage. It's not because our observing the season makes us more pious or righteous or anything like that. The advantage is that the season focuses us on preparing our hearts, on trusting God's promises, and on ordering our lives so that it doesn't matter whether Jesus returns today, tomorrow, or 2,000 years from now. We will be ready. We will be ready not only in the most important way, with a repentant faith in Christ that will not be shaken, but we will be ready also with the promises of God and, and the perspective that give us peace and joy and gentleness and patience and strength. Christ, who came once to save us, is the Lord our righteousness. And when he comes again, he will end all evil and welcome us righteous ones into his heavenly home. This changes everything for those who believe and who, believing, wait patiently for his coming. Advent reminds us of this. And that is an advantage that we receive and we observe with thanksgiving. Amen. Please rise. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.